Welcome to Off the Record with Danny Rogers. Another special off-site feature, and if you hear some basketballs in the background, that's because we're here in Kansas City at the Do Work Factory. This is where Detroit Lions' very own Charles Harris was training the night that he was drafted. So this is his hometown. We're here for the 2023 NFL Draft, and he took us behind the scenes of some of his favorite places, including his high school, Lincoln Prep. You even donated money to the football field. How special is your high school to you, Charles? It is, like, it's very special. Um, the history behind the school, you know, going there, my big sister went there. Um, it just being like one of the staple schools within the city itself. And I grew up, I grew up around the corner of Central High School. And so I kind of almost went to like the enemy school in terms of like where I grew up. But at the same time, like, you know, the school did me well in terms of like educationally providing great resources. And, um, you know, also just in terms of sports, you know, we didn't have like the biggest sports arena, but I had to make do what we had. And um, it all paid off, it really did. Did you pick the blue turf? I did not pick it individually, um, but like me and like the board, we kind of worked it out. Um, you know, and it, it just worked out. You know, I know they had to go to Boise State and like get like some, you know, some certifications. My man Jude kind of filled us in on that earlier today. Um, but yeah, it, it turned out beautiful. It looks great. Mm -hmm. When we were walking up to the field, I don't know, probably 30, 40 kids were just standing there waiting to hear from you. What was the most important thing you said to them? Uh, really just this thing about capitalizing. You know, like whatever it is you have in life, you know, everybody starts in different places. Everybody got different backgrounds, different family situations, um, different economic, economic situations. But at the end of the day, whatever you have, you know, make do what you have, right? Like create the best opportunity that's with whatever you were given. And um, that's something that I did when I went to Lincoln. We didn't have the fancy weight room until my senior year. We didn't have like the nice turf and like the nice field and everything like that. At the same time, like we had dirt, we had dirt grass to play on. I capitalized on that. And I said, I'm a train out here anyway. You know, we had local hills, went to different hills and like train, things like that. But we had to run down the street, you know, for track practice. Um, Cause we didn't have a track, you know, but at the same time, like it just, it made me stronger, made me better, made me more thankful at the same time. So. You know, that's kind of how it is when a new era of children are coming to something that's really nice. You want to remind them, remind them of what they come from, where they came from, what it used to be versus what it is now. You were almost a Marine at one point. I did not know you did ROTC in high school. Yeah. What got, are, were you raised around the armed forces? Nah, so funny, um, ROTC was something that just captivated me. Um, really like my sophomore year in, in high school. Um, you know, first Sergeant Brown, who was our, you know, our leader and our sergeant, you know, of our of ROTC. His, the way he came, he was always on time. He was always in his office. Had to pass by his office every morning to check in with Miss Hill at the front desk. And he'd always be in his office. And I remember one day he just pulled me to the side. I was like, do you know anything about ROTC? And I was like, nah, not really. And he kind of ran over to, he came and gave me, gave, gave me like the rundown of it and uh, all the rundown of it. And um, it's something about like the discipline part, right? And I just liked the way his shoes looked. I liked the way how he was always, you know, dressed, you know, formally. And uh, it was just something I never learned. And I've always been like one of the people that like, if something I don't know, I don't mind learning about it. And so long story short, I got involved with RCC and uh, stuck, stuck with me. And so going into the whole Marines thing, I believe it came from the love of RCC. And then actually my father growing up, one of his long time dreams was wanting to be an Air Force pilot. But yeah, he couldn't really do that. It wasn't feasible for him. So um, I think mixture of that, you know, hearing that growing up and then mixture of just doing RCC. Um, and this Marines being like the baddest of the baddest, you know, it kind of just stirred up something in me. And I almost the Marines, I was really was, but my father didn't let me, he didn't let me do it. So, which, which, you know, was, was it great? Was it not great? You know, I think it, it all worked out the way it should. Why didn't he let you? I wasn't 18 yet. So my senior year, um, 
we ended up playing at our rival Central High School. We lost the game. I put my heart, sweat, blood, and tears into the game. I remember I came home, I was mad at my father, and I told him, I said, I'm done with football. I'm done with basketball. I'm going to Marines. I had my mind made up. Uh, I've been studying the Marines for like the last few months, you know, almost over a year. And um, yeah, like I was, I was, it was around February. The time was around February. So right before like guys were getting the scholarships to go to college. And you know, I sat down with the recruiter. I signed my name. I slid it to him. He was like, next month, March is your birthday. When you turn 18, you can sign your life away. But I ain't going to do it for you. And he got up, he left the room. And I was, I was stuck right there with the recruiter. And we was looking at each other. And <laughs> couldn't do anything. I needed parental consent, so um, I held off. And then a week later, I got a scholarship to go to the University of Missouri. So it just worked out. How did Missouri come into play? Were you going to camps? How did you get in contact with them? Yeah, so actually, I had never been to football camp, like ever. Never, not since I was not a single football camp. Um, basketball camp, I never did either. Only thing I ever did was like AAU uh, with like KC Premier. I played with them. I played with like the Kansas City Panthers for a little while, like local teams that like guys know. Um, but yeah, I never like never went to any camps or anything like that. Um, but I, it was just relationships, right? Like when I was in high school, I was at the high V tournament and I met a guy named Coach Slaughter. And he walked up to me, he just thought that I was very, you know, charismatic. You know, I had a great, you know, great, um, great character by myself. And um, he called Coach Andy Hill for, uh, he was at that time, Coach Andy Hill was the, once that he was, uh, quarterbacks coach for the University of Missouri. And he called Coach Andy Hill, was like, hey, y'all come out here, y'all check out this kid. He only plays basketball. He played a couple years of football. He's kind of raw, but he's an athlete. And um, just through that relationship alone, just by meeting him, he made another call that got me my scholarship. Coach Andy Hill, he came down, and Coach Stack, they came down uh, to Lincoln Prep. They brought me into the office, and they did, they did a look test, right? That's the first, they did a look test. They looked at me, told me to stand up. I turned around, it was like, you got a pretty good size. And then from there, it was like, uh, the, uh, he said he might have a scholarship for me. Then a few days later, he called me, was like, um, yeah, we got a scholarship for you. We got to take it right now. And I was like, I'll take it. And I took the scholarship, called my pops. He said, you better take that scholarship. I said, I already did. <laughs> then the rest was history. Did you have any other scholarship offers? I did. So I had like some D2 offers, um, but I didn't want to go D2. I don't know where it was, but it was like, I'm not going D2 for basketball. I'm not going to do D2 for football at all. So in my mind, it was like Marines or D1. But I didn't have a D1 scholarship. So I was like, Marines it is. But then, like I said, last minute, on signing day, I got a scholarship to University of Missouri. When did you start playing football? So I started playing football when I was a junior in high school. So Why? At that rate, why? So that's a, that's a funny story, too. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Coach Allen Lee, um, he was a he was a football coach. He's like one of my mentors, li lifelong mentors. He was a football coach, and at the time, I had a lady friend who um, who was the manager of the football team. And I walked into the room with her. I didn't know the football team was in there. And Coach Lee was like, "Why are you in here?" And I'm like, "Obviously, I'm with her. Like, you know that." And he's like, "Oh, I thought you was here to play football." And then somebody on the team was like, "Nah, he's too scared." And then the whole room started laughing. And so when I walked out that room, I told my lady friend, I said, hey, I'm going out there tomorrow to play football. She said, oh, you ain't got to prove none of them. You ain't got to do that. Don't do that. You ain't, you ain't got nothing to prove. I said, I'm going to be out there tomorrow. And then from there, I went out there onto the field. And so the entire time leading up to that, I was running cross country. But like my fall sport, I was running cross country. And so when I started running on the football field, I just never got tired. And I was just like, yo, I can really do this. Like, this is something else. 
But then when Paz came on, I was like, yo, this is really different. And uh, long story short, like I was already conditioned. I was already well conditioned. And it also helped me ease a lot of stuff that was going on at home and like just interpersonally. So um, yeah, it just, it just really helped out. It really did. I was able to use the football field as my, as my meditation. Wow. I love how you kept saying lady friend. Yeah. In high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lady friend. I, I know. Wife, yep. she's taking care of the two babies exactly. at home right now. Exactly. A nine month old and a three year old. Can yeah. you believe that? Yep. 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 Time flies. It really does. It really does. Seven years in the league. Seven years. Going into seven. Seven years. Crazy. Yep. yep. Okay. So started playing football junior year. Only D1 offer was to Mizzou. And then you end up being a first round draft pick. How much did Mizzou mold you into who you are now? Every, every difficulty, every challenge, every positive accolade, it all played a part. Like it really did. Like I'm so thankful for Mizzou. You know, a lot of guys, they might not be as thankful. Some are, some aren't, you know, but I'm very thankful because of the coaches that I had, they knew how to push my buttons. Like they knew how to like, to get me to like turn my lights on if that makes sense. Uh, my D-line coach, uh, Coach Cool, he, um, when I got into the Mizzou campus, right, I was recruited for to play D-lineman, but when I got there, I was probably like 215 soaking wet. So I was too small to play D-line. So he said, you're going to go to linebacker. I went to linebacker, and Coach Steck was like, well, you're not smart enough to play, to play linebacker. You ain't, you ain't got no experience. So he's like, you need to go back down to D-line. And so when I got transferred back to D-line, Coach Cool was like, look, you got one or two options. You either gain weight, you gain 30 pounds, or I'm gonna take a scholarship. And so for me being from Kansas City and like being like, you know, highly promoted and everything like that, in my mind, I'm like, I can't go back to my city like as a failure, I cannot do that. And so that, that drove me to be in a, in a diner hall every day, um, drinking protein shakes, I was gonna say lifting, eating. <laughs> eating, like doing whatever I could possibly do to put the weight on. So I had to do that in combination of like getting these skills down that other D-Lime been doing since they was kids. Right, like bag drills, hoop drills. I had never done any of them. And so I was spending extra time, like after practice, you know, going through bags, hitting like hoop drills until it became fluid. And um, one, of my, one of my like, you know, lifelong, you know, I ain't gonna say idol, but like someone I always looked up to was like Kobe Bryant. And like the visualization and um, like 10,000 hours of work, like all that kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff. So I, I did hoop drills until I got it fluid. I did bag drills until I got it fluent. And I did it until I mastered something. And um, yeah, it just, it just, it just, Mizzou played a huge part, a huge part. And you didn't go to the draft in 2017. Correct. Why didn't you go? So I didn't go to the draft because at that time, um, I believe they was like, you're going to have to take seven people. And uh, for me, I was like, I, I can't make that decision. I can't, you it's hard for me to say. You couldn't okay, narrow it down to yeah, seven. Yeah, I couldn't say, okay, you go, you go, you go, you go. When you all play such a huge part, you know, in my life. And um Actually, Zoe, you know, the place that we're at, Zoe was at my house. You know, he's my trainer my senior year, along with Coach Mark, Coach Lee. Um, had like just so many people that invested within me. And um, for me to just say you, 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 it just wouldn't, it wouldn't sit right with me, especially when it's, it's such a rarity for where I'm from. So I decided to do it at home. And you were training at a yeah, do work so, factory. So that morning, uh, I forgot our entire schedule for the day, but during the he call, that morning I ended up, um, I think I came here first, like to train. And, um, you know, Zoe's kind of like, like, I know you're not about the train day. You don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I am. He said, trust me, I already know. So he already kind of knew, like, I was about to do that. So we ended up working out. And then um, it's just something about it. I was like, I got to get one up. Like, I got to get one up. Like, everybody else getting ready, getting their tuxedo on. 
let me go to let me go to work real quick. And uh, that was always my mindset, right? Like, gotta get some kind of advantage. So um, that's that's what I did on my draft day. Wow. And just seeing that these young players are about to go through the draft, are you excited? Are you nervous for them? I am. I, I'm not nervous for them, you know, because I ain't walking across the stage. But uh, I'm excited for them. I really am. Um, it's a lot of anticipation, you know, a lot of um, like foot tapping and like like leg thumping. And, Is that what you were doing? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was fidgety. I was gonna get water. I wasn't even thirsty. I was gonna get water. Get water. Come back downstairs and like everybody good, you know, because everybody's silent. You know, everybody watching every single pick when I was at home, and um, it's like okay, pick number ten, pick number fifteen, pick number twenty, and you're just waiting. Where did you think watching. you were gonna go? I didn't have any. I didn't have no real projection. But like, you knew first round. I knew I was gonna be first round. But I didn't know first round because my agent told me or because of, you know, I just, you know, read anything. I had made a decision a long time ago. I actually told Dorian, my manager slash, you know, closest friend, like I told him, like, I'm gonna go first round. And I told him that my junior year, before I had, after I had surgery on both my shoulders, uh, my sophomore year, after I had surgery on both my shoulders, I told myself I'm gonna go first round. Because um, I got like a, uh, an evaluation back from the NFL my sophomore year. And they said, I'm going to go second round. And I said, I'm not going second round. I'm going to go first round. And I told Dorian that. And so that was the moment where I knew I was going to go first round. So on draft day, I was nervous. I didn't know where I was going to go. But yeah, I did know I was going to go first round. I just oh, my gosh. So. Okay, so the groin injury you had this past season, going through injuries, wasn't new then. Right. Surgeries on both shoulders? Yeah, so I had labrums. I had both my labrums done uh, my sophomore year. Played, I think first one was happened like the first half of the season, and I just wrapped it up, played with it, and the second one happened at the end of the season, like second, like second, second to last game, wrapped it up, kept on playing, and um, it was it was it was a needed surgery, and I talked to my uh, PT at the time, Coach Rex, and um, he was like, you know, you want to go into the league like healthy, you don't want to go in and have to get surgeries, all that kind of stuff, so he said you want to go in healthy, and uh, he he helped me out with that decision, cause it was a hard decision, you know. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot going on at home at that time. And I wanted to, like, I seen, like, that is my opportunity to help my family, help my family. And it's like, you got to put it off for another year. Like, wait. And I was like, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to go first round then. Wow. That's how it works. Okay, so this past season, you have a beautiful strip sack on Washington. You get in for one more game after that. And then the injuries just kept coming. IR came. What happened? Yeah, so some, sometimes you got to learn how to just sit down and just, um, Hill, and I think that um, you know, like kind of when I said like my draft day, right? Like I'm working out on my draft day. Like now I'm more of a sensible individual when it comes to like taking care of my body and things like that. But like for example, the practice that I hurt my groin, I, I didn't even have to practice. You know, like, it was an option. It was like we know you're not feeling the best. We don't want to practice. We ain't got to. But I'm like, I want to go practice. And um, you know, some things you just gotta be able to just hit the chill button and say, yo, just just calm down. Year seven, you learn yeah, what the chill seven. button is. Yeah, yeah. Well, year yeah. six, but yeah. So. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't take anything back. Like, I don't take anything back. My reputation speaks for itself. Like, the team knows I work hard. My coaches know I work hard. I get everything I got 100%. So, my reputation is intact. That's all that matters. All right, your first year with Detroit, 2021, your best season, stat-wise. Did it feel to you like your best season? It did. It really did. And uh, it was not just, you know, not just stat-wise, but family life. I mean, home, like. Everything, everything in, in general, like the other things also play a part in like having a great season are all in order. And um, not to say they weren't, you know, before then, but, you know, everything was just, it was, just, it was a routine, it was a system in place. And I was just following that routine and following that system. It's the same thing to this day, just following the, the right routine, following the right system. And uh, things just work better when they're systematic. Like I hate to say it, but they are, right? When you have a lot of chaos, 
start wasting your time with this, you start procrastinating. When you have a scheduled, a, a scheduled checklist of what you're going to do when you get home, it always works out better. Detroit was your third, your third team. So what changed and what elevated that play? Uh, really, in, in my regards, I think it's um, just the love of the city. Like, I really love Detroit. You know, I love Detroit. I love Kansas City. I love my hometown. Um, not to say I didn't like Miami or I didn't like Atlanta. Detroit is just my, it's just my comfort zone. You know, it's my, it's my, it's my cup of tea, as they always say. And um, I think that mixed in with great coaches, you know, great coaching staff, a lot of player coaches, and a great, a great defense in general uh, allows individual players to flourish. And I think that's kind of what that's the best situation I walked into. It's funny because Nick Williams, um, when I first got to Detroit, Nick Williams, he was our D tackle, and he was like, um, "Man, sometimes it's not." It, he said, "Majority of the time, it's not really the player; it's really the team." And when the right player finds the right team, they just they just light a fire. And that's really what it was with Detroit, right? Like I'm a great player. I found a great team, great organization, and it just helped. It just helped already kindle what's already there. Yeah. What's your health level at going into this upcoming season? I'm ready to roll, baby. I'm ready to roll. So let's go get it done. It's good. Well, there's a good thing. There's not a a, a Lufties. Am I saying it? A Lufties. Uh, Lufties. Bradfish in Detroit, um, so you can stay healthy. Uh, please break down your kitchen skills. Lufties was so great letting us go behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lufties is just, I mean, it's a Kansas City staple. Uh, we was able to be there not only with the old Mr. Lufties himself, but with his children as well. Um, Shakur and Khadijah, those are my homies. And we all went to Lincoln. That's what's even crazier. We all went to the same high school. I mean, me and Khadijah had the same classes. Me and Shakur, we played basketball and played football with each other. Like, it's, it's just crazy how everything works out. But yeah, behind the scenes, we were able to throw some eight-piece fish in there, you know? Had some sides of mac and cheese, had some green beans, you know? <laughs> and uh, we still ain't even ate it yet, but I know it's still good. Oh, they look beautiful. You know? I, did have, I did have one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still good. So this is Kansas City staple, like it really did it, is. Is it in the camera to begin in the shot? Okay, I just want to make sure. If it's not in the styrofoam box, they ain't doing it right. Yeah. Like, it has to be in a styrofoam box. It has to be. That's how you know it's really good. It's Kansas City based. Uh, they showed us a picture of you with Lufty um, and I think the kids. What did you do when, after you were drafted? Did you get, you get back to Lufty? So that's, that's, that's so beautiful. And that's also kind of, it's, it's, it's so crazy, like how um, sometimes you do things like in the spur of the moment. Not just because you want to do it, but because like, like for me, it's spiritual. Like I just, I just get told to do something, I just kind of do it. And um, yeah, Shakur kind of reminded me that um, around the time I was getting drafted, that I had went to like the store. They had another store up on Grand, um, off of uh, 63rd Street. And I remember I had like a $500 voucher. Like I bought me some food and I was like, hey, for the next, here go $500. Like whoever comes in, just pay for their food. And I, I, forget, I mean, I just, you know, totally forgot that even happened, but he kind of recalled that and was like, man, remember that? And I'm like, wow. Like, so it just, it just goes to show like the small things we do in life, right? Like some big, some small, like whatever it may be, somebody always remembers. And I think that's something that was special to me because I'm like, wow, I didn't even, I didn't recall that, but you remember it. You know, that's important, so. I know, I know you want to stick to football. You're ready for football. Everything is about football right now, heading into year seven, but we will have an under the helmet feature on you. What are some of, the, the talents that you have that will be showcased. Yeah, you know, we got some uh, some hidden treasures there, yeah. some hidden gems, um, some things that, you know, are in the works as well. We're gonna see a little acting, you know, you'll see a little of that. You'll see a little bit of martial arts, you know. And you also capture me with my family, right? Like that's, that's very important to me, family life as well, so. 
Charles the actor, football player, martial artist. What did I forget? Chicken or fish fryer. Fish fryer today, officially today, got my badge. Yep, yep, do it all. Yeah, motivational speaker, whatever you want to call it. Hey, broadcasting, hey, hey. <laughs> whatever, yeah. Okay, that's all I got for you, unless you want to add anything else. Um, Kansas City, love you. Detroit, love y'all. Y'all are very, very similar cities in my mind, my heart. Others might disagree, some might agree. But um, I got much love both of my cities, uh, one that I'm playing in and one I'm actually from. And um, I know y'all love, love me as well. And uh, man, just stay tuned, stay locked in.